Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Blue Crew. Uh, unusual Thursday episode, but we wanted to bring this one to you for the game tonight. It is a Rangers game night. They are in Montreal. As always, I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by my good friend, Cody Frankel. We got a fun interview today with Barstool Chief out of Chicago, a huge Blackhawks fan, huge Chicago sports fan, and a huge Patrick Kane fan. We talked to him about what to expect from number 88 for the Rangers going forward. Um, but before we do any of that, Cody, what's going on? We're not gonna have a long intro. Just gonna, you know, get right into the interview probably, but what's up with you? Yeah. Johnny got his ass kicked on Twitter today. So honestly, <laughs> I'm just gonna like let you rant about it. Yeah. Uh, so I tweeted this morning that I thought the Islanders goal, the Hudson fashion goal against Buffalo on Tuesday night. I thought it was a kick. It was originally called a kick. It then got overturned and called to a good goal. So I just tweeted, like, I can't believe this was a good goal. You know, I thought it was a kick, whatever, blah, blah. And I got fucking attacked by Islander fans all day, like nonstop. Was sitting at my desk at work, just replying to tweets from 9 a.m. until right now, 5.30 p.m. So Islander fans are ruthless, man. And I didn't mean anything personal behind my opinion. If that was the fucking Arizona Coyotes versus the Sharks, I still would have thought it was a kick. But that's what you got to love about Islander fans, right? Like, you kind of chirp them and, and they take it so I personally. I don't love anything about Islanders. Fans. Well, yeah, I guess you don't, but I guess, I guess New York fans in general too, right? If that was the Ranger fans, they'd probably react the same way, but also like, dude, no, if, we're that humble, was, bro. if that was the Sabres though, like if the, if the roles were reversed, Islander fans would have been freaking out all day about how that was called a good goal. Like, I don't know if you saw the replay of it, you know, fashion, I'm just kinda... reading the mentions and I'm just seeing like every single one just says, Johnny, do you ever stop bitching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I got roasted like literally all day. People saying, like, I don't know the rules of the game. Actually, funny enough, Dave Jackson, Fine former NHL challenge. Oh, no, no, former NHL ref Dave Jackson, who's now the ESPN analyst on the ESPN broadcast, <laughs> DM me and he like explained the rule to me because he just saw me getting attacked. And we actually ended up like kind of imagine all day. Imagine what? he was just like, yeah, buddy. Um. You were wrong in all these things. No, he basically said I was wrong. I, I really was wrong, though. Like, you know, I, I mean, I think most people still like don't necessarily know the rule. Like, I had so many people tweet at me from the actual rule book. And, you know, I guess if the puck is sitting still, you can't kick it or whatever. You can't change the direction of the puck um, with a kicking motion. I st it's still like very unclear to me. And the, the calls are so inconsistent. But Dave Jackson was talking to me. I think he's going to come on the show um, in the next couple of weeks. I had to like put in a request to get him on. But that'd be cool to talk to an NHL ref already? and get his opinion. Yeah. Are you proactive? Okay. Yeah. It'll be cool to get an opinion from an NHL ref, especially before the playoffs, because we know there's going to be a controversial call at some point in the playoffs this year where a team gets screwed or, or whatever. Um, we saw it a lot last year in the playoffs, so uh, that'll be cool to get him. But, yeah, just a crazy day on Twitter. I literally got fucking roasted all day by Islanders fans. And, um, yeah, that's My basically it. My favorite tweet I saw, I think, on your feed today was like some guy tweeted at you, and it's nothing to do with the Islanders. He goes, Devils fans are not worried about the Rangers fans, though. Literally no team in the Eastern playoff picture sees them as a viable threat. Okay, you fucking little clown bozo. Why yeah. don't you DM me because you have no idea what you're talking about. You've made playoffs one time in 10 years, and, and your team's a little bunch of clowns except for Hughes. So let's settle down. Yeah, that was a pretty absurd take also. Um 
But yeah, I don't really have anything else. Delusional. I know we want to kind of go right into the interview with Chief. Um, any final thoughts before we head into it? Uh, no, I mean the only uh, the only other thing I want to talk about is our sponsor, BioSteel. Uh, you know, we mentioned them last week. If you guys need hydration, whether it's for the gym, uh, you know, you're playing street hockey, you're playing some ice hockey, any type of sport, BioSteel's got you covered. Uh, use our code Blue Crew Twenty Five. That's all caps, Blue Crew Twenty Five. And I'm not sure if it's 20% off or 25% off. It's a little, uh, you know, a little tricky with that, with that code, but you get one of them. So uh, definitely use it. You know, BioSteel is great. I got the peach mango. It's delicious. Uh, it hydrates me right after the gym. Johnny got raspberry lime because I guess that's just how he No, rolls. I got mixed berry. Mixed berry. <laughs> I knew it was some berry. Uh, he, you know, he loves the fruity stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, now let's uh, send it to our boy, Chief. This week on the Blue Crew, we have a very special guest, and it's a very special episode. We don't usually do a Thursday special, but we wanted to let this guy come on here and rant. He's a huge Patrick Kane fan and Chicago sports fan. You probably do know him if you follow Barstool Sports. So welcome to the show, Barstool Chief. Chief, what's going on, man? Been a rough week, but I imagine Mm -hmm. you've digested everything, and we want to know how you're feeling. Boys, it's been a rough, I don't know, six years of this organization, so... (laughs) Uh, this is just the latest thing in, in a series of just a comedy of errors. It's it. Every day that goes by, there's like a little nugget that I find out that just pisses me off even more. So I was on, uh, I took a little bit of a ski trip to, to Steamboat. And then right before I was going to do uh, a radio show on, on ESPN 1000, Emily Kaplan had that thing come out mm-hmm. and people were DMing me and I'm like, they're probably misquoting her. So I, you know, we've had her on various shows before. So I just sent her a text being like, Hey, like just want to get clarification on what was actually said. And so she like clarified her points. I'm like, Holy shit. Am I enraged by Uh the report, which was that they basically let it be known that there was no offer coming to him in the summer, which is why he then finally agreed to waive his no movement clause and go to you guys with the Rangers Mm -hmm. But if a contract sounds like if a contract or at least it was a possibility that they would bring back the greatest player in the history of the organization, that that was on the table for him, then he would have just, you know, stuck it out and and played the rest of the year. Or who knows if he shuts it down, you know, after the deadline gets a little, you know, gets that hip cleaned up if needed. I don't know. But that was that's not something that was uh, on the table for him. And that is utterly absurd. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah that's crazy i mean so you know being a huge blackhawks fan i i'm i'm sure you, you like all of chicago sports in general but uh are you upset he wanted out so badly towards the end like but he didn't misinformation he didn't. he didn't yeah that's what she's saying that's that's the point that if they had if they had no no look. but i'm saying after they after they fucked that up like after they fucked it up didn't offer him no, something and he no, was like i, I no, not at all. Like it, it's one of those things. Look, he's been here for 15 years. Mm-hmm. He's been a perfect citizen for this entire, you know, eight-year contract. Uh, <laughs> teammates love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's at still, as we saw the last couple of weeks, he can turn it on. He's going to have some unbelievable moments for you guys and uh, down mm-hmm. the stretch in the playoffs. Like he is, he is the guy. And he has earned everything he, he can get. And if the, if yeah. he had come to the Blackhawks and said, "Hey, like, I just can't, I can't stomach this shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, get me out of here," 
and they traded him, that'd be fine. Yeah. That, that doesn't sound like that's what happened. It sounds like he was like, ah, you know, like maybe I don't really want, I don't really want to go. And then they kind of told him like, well, we're not resigning him in the summer. So he's like, well, well then what the fuck? I yeah. might as well just go have a fun couple uh, months with Panarin, see what I can do at MSG and, uh, and then reevaluate, you know, find his next spot in the summer. Cause I don't think it can be you guys unless he plays for pennies uh, in 2023, 24. So it was just like, he was like, I guess, like, I guess I'll, I, if, if they don't want me, I might as well go. So sure. Rangers. It's giving me a lot of Ross and Rachel on a break vibes from friends, because I think Patrick Kane has been very vocal about retiring as a Blackhawk one day. So it's kind of like, you know, totally. it's kind of like that, that, that long-term relationship where you graduate college and you want to explore what's out there in the new city, but you know, you're going to get back together one day. Well, kind of the vibe not, I'm getting. It's, well, I don't think he's coming back. I you don't, don't think, think so. I don't think. Yeah, so. I think he'll sign. A, he'll sign a one day and retire at Blackhawk if that's Fuck the case. That. Why would he do that? <laughs> Why? So they're he can sell more tickets for Patrick Kane night. Fuck that. Probably. So I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's coming back because if he was coming back and they wanted him back, they would have resigned him. They would or put that offer on the table. They were eligible to start renegotiating with him on July first of last summer, and that's when they could have started doing that deal. That's when they should have started doing that deal. He's coming off a 92-point year. If he can stomach the losing, the guy who did everything for you, and he's clearly on board with the rebuild, like he he's he knows everything about hockey. He he mm-hmm. can see the writing on the wall. He can look down the bench and see that his center is Jason fucking Dickinson. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. But he can also be like, if I stay here, I'll be number one in games played. I'll be number one in points. I got three Stanley Cups. I've got an MVP. The, the, I might have Connor Bedard. I could have, you know, have my family here. He's got the, you know, his uh, girlfriend, baby mama, yeah. whatever, is from here. Mm-hmm. He has, every, he wanted every. He's building a house on the North Shore, supposedly. Everything he wants is right here. And the Hawks are like, get lost. That. Mm-hmm infuriates me and then on top of that they do this organization does everything for optics everything for optics it's all bullshit start telling the truth they did this mural parking lot (laughs) goodbye patrick kane everybody come and say a little goodbye thing you got washed away in the rain the next day and it's a perfect analogy i am furious they do everything the wrong way and try to make themselves just seem like the good guy Mm-hmm. Shut yeah. the fuck up and start doing <laughs> things the right way. Yeah, I I got a uh, you know I got a good buddy Tyler who's from Chicago as well, and you know he's been pretty vocal about their brass for quite some time now. As it seems like you are, you know that whole scandal happened. Whatever, you know you you know that happened. Like from there, everybody was already fuming with the brass, and now the the way they handled this is. Well, just and as bad and it's that's like the other thing that's the other thing with the brass like the old brass which was john mcdonough running thing mm-hmm. and stan bowman mcdonough was probably gonna get forced out okay he was the president mm-hmm. he's a he's a bad guy he is a bad guy yeah and, and but bowman had been horrible yeah. basically since the day he was hired which was in 2010 so the whole thing had already been put together for him Okay, all and you he was given a Ferrari and ruined it. Okay, Dale Talon, Joel Quenville, uh, Neil Smith, the other guys who were involved in the organization, they put that team together and Stan got to have the glory. 
when he actually had to keep it on the rails, he was a complete and utter disaster, moron. So I've had a problem with him twenty since 2016. Since 2016, he's been – I don't know if he made a good move. I don't know mm-hmm. if he made a good move. And the brass promoted him. The, the new regime promoted him to president of Hockey Ops. He'd still be here running this thing into the ground if not for the beach scandal. So yeah. he got caught up and swept up in that. They moved him out. They bring in Davidson. And I like overall, that's like the push and pull of this thing. Mm-hmm. I think they're heading in the right direction. They have a ton of draft picks. I think that their overall philosophy of what they want in players is what I would what I would want, which is a lot of, um, we'll call them high floor guys that you take later in the draft. And yeah. then when you acquire draft picks and you get big mobile defensemen and everybody is smart, fast, and hardworking. And those three things you can carve out an NHL career. And then like we saw at the deadline, you get a guy like that, you know, who's exactly like that is Sam Lafferty. You flip Mm. him for two or Mm. one, depending on who got what they had McKay, he and McKay were packaged together, but they got two high picks for him. And you can just keep cycling those types of guys in, uh, which is something Bowman was never able to do when you lose, uh, and Andrew Shaw, there was nothing coming behind him. You trade Ryan Hartman, who I Dude, love. Hagel the bagel. They fucked H- up with H- him too. Hagel's another one. Which that trade, you look, if you're going in, if you know like the ceiling of what that group was, which I would say was probably a wild card team. Last year mm-hmm. was a disaster with the coaching staff and the beach thing. Like they never they really not never got out of first gear. It was the season mm-hmm. was before it started. Yeah. yeah. But if you had Hagel, Strom, the Brinket, um, to bring gets one that Johnny knows that's my guy. I that that floored me. That move floored me. Yeah, and I'm even okay with that trade too. Like I I because it's like we want to pursue something meaningful, which is going after a cup. And they were never gonna do it with that group. They could make the playoffs with that group, which me personally, I think I would have been fine with. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's like let's get some meaningful hockey here at the very end. There's always gonna be like everyone's obsessed with Connor Bedard, and rightfully so. There's always gonna be another guy coming down the pike. In fact, Connor, and I think it's a 2026 draft. You know who's supposed to be the number one kid? It's Connor Bedard's cousin. Okay. Actually, <laughs> yeah, literally. And he's right. they got a different last name, but they're cousins. And he's already mm-hmm. breaking some of those Western Canada junior records, you know, for the U15s or whatever. So there's always going to be some next great kid that you can mm-hmm. go around. Let's have some fun, play some meaningful hockey, and let these guys ride off in the right way. Uh, I would have been okay with that direction. Be like, hey, well, we'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Don't I wouldn't like mortgage the future to make a wild card. I wouldn't trade a first round pick for a rental, so things like that. But you had a little nucleus there that you could have made the playoffs with. And I think that would have been fine after six, seven years of not making the playoffs with Taves and Kane. Like that is an unforgivable sin that they went this entire eight year contract with no playoff wins. That mm. Like, are you kidding? Those guys come around once in a they've had Stan McKee to Bobby Hull and they had Taves and Kane. And there's a 50-year gap in between where they were shit. And now you're just gonna punt on the, the remainder of their deal? No, pathetic. And now so they went in this other direction trying to trying to win big, which again, I'm I'm on board with that too. And I think they're doing a good job. Like, I'm fine with either direction, but don't tell me your organization is better off without Patrick Kane because it's yeah. not. I actually wanted to, you know, steer in a different direction a little bit. Now that the trade is, you know, past us, I'm curious on your thoughts of just the feeling where you are right now and where this where this organization is right now. Mm-hmm. Is the joy of winning a cup and seeing your team win a Stanley Cup, not three, just one, 
more enjoyable than the suffering you're going through right now because I almost think that the Ranger fans might be in somewhat of a better position where, you know, the last 10, 15 years, every season, the Rangers have at least like had hope to win a Stanley Cup and there was no pain and suffering. But we've never had the joy of actually getting over the mountaintop. So Mm -hmm. it is a weird situation where you've had that feeling, but now you're in the opposite end of the spectrum where we've had this steady kind of incline throughout the last 10, 15 years. So I don't know which one I'd prefer because I've almost gotten used to enjoying the pain and suffering a little bit at the end of the the climb. But it's nice to know that there's always been that competitive team every year. It's hard for me to answer that because I only know my own reality, which is when I was a little kid, the team was very good. So I'm 36 now, uh, early nineties up until like 96, like that was a, that was a good team, but I was, I was a little too young to remember, but they had Chelios, they had Belfour, they had Jeremy Roenick, Tony Imani, like they had some really good players. And I think they went to the conference final once. And I, they, like, I remember them losing to the avalanche the year the abs won the cup. I think I was like 10 and, um, and then, but really my all of my like memorable sporting years happened after that. They were the worst team in sports. Like ESPN mm-hmm. used to rank every North American sports franchise, and the Blackhawks finished dead last in like like four years in a row. Like the games yeah. weren't the games weren't on TV, and when they were on TV, you didn't want to watch because they were one of the worst teams in the league. So mm-hmm. it went from this being like this fucking sucks, and like we <laughs> still go to games. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would like, I loved Peter Forsberg. So we'd go to games when Peter Forsberg was in town. And then I, I really liked watching Joe Thornton play. And so when the Sharks came in, you go, you'd go to watch the other players. because there's nobody worth watching on the Hawks. Yeah. And then, but you still like, there's still your team. You still like your team. And then it was like, uh, you drafted Taves in 06. You drafted and drafted Kane in 07. And that summer, right before the start of that 07 season, their rookie year is when Bill Wirtz, who was the current CEO owner, Danny Wirtz's grandfather, who he he's still like a villain in this town. He he's a guy who took games off TV, got rid of Chelios, got rid of Dominic Hassett, got rid of Belfort, got you know, like all the guys that we loved as kids, he just shipped them right out because he didn't want to fail. <laughs> yeah. And so he died. Rocky t- comes in, games were on TV, and then that first year was Taves and Kane's rookie year. They were, like, fun, you know? Like, they didn't make the playoffs, but they were fun. The next year, they're in the conference finals. A year after that, they're, they win the cup. And it was just – so it all happened so fast. So mm-hmm. I've never really had an existence. And then from 10 to, to 15, they won three times and went to the conference finals a, a, another time. I wish they it would have beat the Rangers in 14 too. That would have been four cups. They would have won that series. We all think that the I Rangers had a better chance against the Blackhawks. Yeah. Why? You guys are so stupid. <laughs> like that's just something that's a game you're playing with yourself. The Hawks were were a better team. They they lost on a, a deflection off of Nick Letty's butt in game game seven overtime yeah. in mm-hmm. 14. But I think they, they they would have dusted the Rangers too. They blew and, a two-goal lead in that game too, I think. No. No, I think they might. I think they came back. I, I can't even. I can't remember to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. But they were down three one in that series and made it three three, and then overtime loss. So, um, but it, it. So I, I and then you went from that and then they had uh, the sixteen year where they kind of had to dismantle things because of money. So Sot, mm-hmm. Brandon Sod left. They had a couple other pieces move on, but they were still good. They made the playoffs, lost in Game Seven the Blues, and then yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Being being fucking terrible and not having any reason to watch the team 
or have any hope has been bad. And it's been like that for five, five plus years now. And they're saying like, well, it's only going to be another four years of this. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, to add to that a little bit, I mean, Chicago in general is in a pretty rough spot right now in terms of sports. So like what's the quarterback? Yeah. So what's, <laughs> yeah. So what's next for Chicago sports? Like who do you think's the next team that is seriously going to be Fucking a consistent contender? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels like it, it, it's odd that it feel like the Bulls might have the best winning percentage, but they feel the furthest away. Uh, the Cubs are probably trending in the right direction, but they're a few years away. Yeah, they made some nice moves. They made yeah. some nice moves. And Dance the White Sox probably have the most talent on their team, but they're just a fucking hot mess. Always. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I, I like the Bears. I, I think the Bears are – I really believe in fields. I know people outside mm-hmm. the market who, who don't – you know, they might watch highlights instead of watching them for 60 minutes. Like Dave Portnoy, for example, calls them the 58 minute man. <laughs> no, I think Fields, I think Fields is, is legit. And, yeah. you know, I'm a, I'm a Jets fan, so I understand the pain. And, yeah, you, you know, guys might Derek, have Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr, yeah. Derek Carr went away today. So, but you might have Aaron Rodgers. And then that means nice. the division is, nice. is really wide open. Uh, and they have the number one pick. So hopefully you'd be able to flip that into more assets. I got a ton of money to spend on free agency. Like I think yeah. the I think the expectation is that the Bears They're not keeping that pick. They're not keeping that I pick. Hope not. I hope no not. I hope not. There's no way. But I think the expectation is that they'll be right there for the playoffs this year if they do things mm-hmm. the right way. Yeah. And then, you know, as mad as I am about the Blackhawks, I think they're on the right path. It's just like they fucked up this Kane situation, but they I like the prospects that they've already acquired. They're going to well, <sighs> If, if it makes you feel better, the, the West just traded away fans. all their talent. So yeah. the, West, the West could be wide open in, Dude, in the, a couple the of years. West, so. The West is wide open now, and it will yeah. still be wide open because eventually the Avalanche are going to have to start paying everybody. You look at the Avalanche, they lost Nas Kadri. Mm-hmm. And they've had a ton of injuries, and we'll see what if they can flip the, the, the old Blackhawks lightning playoff switch the way that those teams have done the last several – you know, the way the Hawks used mm-hmm. to. Hawks used to coast – during the regular season and end up as like a six seed and be like, Oh, let's just kill everybody now. And they would, and it was yeah. awesome. And, um, and, and I think the avalanche probably have that ability to do that too. So we'll see if they can, if they can do it this year in the playoffs. But other than that, I mean, it, it's, it's teams that are kind of scraping by, you feel like da- Dallas is having a big year, but mm-hmm. all their guys are older. Winnipeg kind of same thing. Nashville, effectively they're stuck slash tearing it down st louis t- tore it down there's kraken. nobody kraken look legit kraken are they're, they're a sneaky kind of fun team to watch but they only have one that's scary i Dude. love maddie veneers but they don't yeah. really have any real star power um hmm. and you need that in the playoffs so but they they're like a salt they're solid but i i can't envision that team ever winning a cup Vegas seems like it has to catch up to them eventually. And they're yeah. an older, you know, more veteran team. So all of these, like the West is there. Like, I don't know what the Oilers are going to do, but the West is there for the taking. If you can do this the right way. And I believe in the project. It's just, I'm so mad at them. I'm so <laughs> It's like two, it's like two ideas in my head at the same time. Like they're doing well, except for this one area, which has really fucking pissed me mm-hmm. off. So I want to give a shout out to Tommy Lay and Avery Zaretsky, who are you know friends of the show, big Ranger fans at Barstool. I know there was a lot of back and forth and beef that you had at Ranger. Oh, fans you're gonna ignore Glenny, dude. Glenny balls too. I forgot Glenny came in the show. Wow, uh, Glenny as well. Um, good call. I forgot about that. But smart guy. You know, 
thinking back to, to last week, there was a lot of beef at Ranger fans. You know, I saw you actually had a really funny tweet of a guy that was in your DMs, like a really nice Ranger fan, I think. Are you on board with us? Are you against us? What is your vibe with this Rangers team going forward? Yeah, so I didn't have an opportunity to watch the first two games because I was traveling. Uh, so I think that might impact it. But it, honestly, like New York and Chicago are kind of, you know, no, we're kind of like, so? we're kind of, you like, think so? Yeah, I think so. Like, and, and maybe that's just me, but that goes back to like Bulls, Knicks in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. I do feel like we're like the, like LA, that's like a, that's like a fake person place. Yeah. I feel like New York and Chicago are both like great big city sports towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, like, and you guys, because of your population and your brand, you have like an outsized voice and, and we're a big New York company. So yeah. a lot of our followers in that area, you guys have an outsized voice in my mentions <laughs> fucking crazy. And I don't, I I'm starting to think like, Oh, that people are like, if they go to the conference finals, it turns into a first round pick. Yeah. In yeah. like 2025. I don't really believe that that pick will probably be anywhere from 22 to 32. Okay. That's not going to make or break the rebuild. I kind of just would rather have the asset now uh, and have you have that pick be what it would be like 50 this year. So that'd be four, be two first round picks and four second round picks this year. So I don't really think it, it, I'm not really on board, I guess, because I don't think it really matters uh, in terms of where the value of that pick is. Yeah. Well, even yeah, just I, the fun of it, I meant, you know, seeing Kane in New York. Well, I want to add to that. I want to yeah. add to Johnny's question because believe it or not, um, as as you probably witnessed firsthand in your mentions, Rangers fans for sure are snippy. Uh, you know, they they uh some Rangers fans out there who are shockingly not happy about the trade. Those um, are the ones you know, that I hate. Those they'll, are the they'll, ones they'll find yeah, so that, you know, they'll find <laughs> a way to uh, you know, some fans will find a way to just no matter what, it's it's a lose lose. So, can you just maybe tell those fans specifically what kind of player they're getting in Patty Kane and like why they should be excited for this trade? Yeah, I, I think. Look, I, the reports that I'm hearing where those first two games were underwhelming. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, like yeah, I only games. watched the yeah. first one. Yeah, but. they were they weren't good. They weren't good. He, was, yeah. I mean, they're they're, you know, they weren't good. But yeah, so I think there's going to be an adjustment period. New location, new teammates. Even if he is with his soulmate Panarin, <laughs> but they're they're gonna he's gonna get it rolling and they're gonna get it rolling. What you're getting is you're get you're getting the whole package. He doesn't get enough credit for how he is as a leader. He doesn't get enough credit for how he is um, defensively. Like he does contribute defensively. I know some of the analytics were like, "Oh, he sucks defensively." Like no mm-hmm. shit. Like his center is Jason Dickinson, and he's playing <laughs> with Caleb Jones. And some other, you know, guy on defense. Like, it's just like, yeah. it seems horrible. So that's how analytics work in hockey. Yeah. Well, all the hard Ranger fans are happy he's minus four in his first two games. That it's, they won. it's, yeah, because they're yeah. counting plus minus, just like yeah. they're probably doing course B2, which is another bullshit. <laughs> and, but he's, they're going to figure it out. And him, I, like, I just had, I can't wait to see him with Adam Fox and Panarin on that power play because those guys are all like, Einstein level hockey brains Mm -hmm. and Kane's never really as great as those teams were. He never had a defenseman like that. Like he, it was, you know, Duncan Keith would bomb things from the point or Seabrook would bomb it from the point, but it was really just, it was Kane quarterbacking everything. And, and I think you're going to have like a little bit of globetrotter stuff once they really kind of get in sync and, and read each other. And it might take a month. Like it might take a month. Uh, because it's, you know, it's, hockey's not easy, 
So I think, but it's going to work. It like guaranteed it'll work. I mean, and, and you know, like, you know, you're, you, you mass guy, like, you know, that it takes, it, it takes some adjustment periods for new teammates and new systems and the way that, what the coaches want you to do and, and just reading off players. And it, it, it's like an anticipation thing. Like you have to like split second, know where that guy is going to be, even if you're not even looking at him mm-hmm. and that's going to come and you're going to have, you're going to have big time offense. You're going to have all the little things. You're going to have a couple of moments where it's like, we need a little bit of magic to win this, you know, game three versus New Jersey or whatever it ends up being. And he will deliver. He will like, God is my witness. Patrick Mm -hmm. will have a big moment for you guys in overtime of the playoffs. And you guys are like, this is the greatest guy ever. Cause he (laughs) is, cause he is, he is a truly, I've never seen anybody as clutch as him. And I know people like the, Probably the same people who think Patrick Kane is minus four are the same people who he sucks now. Well, it is a fact. He is minus four. I know. Like, <laughs> he's minus four. And then yeah, gonna- I'm pretty sure Panarin's minus two on the year. So it's like, yeah. oh, but probably worse gonna, than that. They're going to turn around and say that like the clutch thing isn't a thing. Yeah. And it's like, are you Philly in 2010? Uh, Minnesota Wild people still have PTSD. He ended their dream so many times. Mm-hmm. He killed the LA Kings when, when he needed to. The, the, uh, Game five against Boston, where Marshawn was like this and chirping in 2013, and Kate gates up to him and goes, "You should have kept your mouth shut." <laughs> for like four, four points, and that's like you know one of those hot mic things from I don't know whatever the equivalent of NFL films is. Mm-hmm. You should have kept your mouth shut. He exploded, um, and same thing with the Lightning. You look at that the clinching game there. He had the uh, the the assist and the and the clinching. You know they won two nothing, but the, yeah. the goal to put him up 2-0. and it was like. This guy, every single time, Vancouver, he had the hat trick like early in his career. Every single time the team needed him to come through, he came through. He is a yeah. perfect, perfect right wing. Perfect right wing. And he's going to fit in great with you guys. Fuck off. <laughs> That's, I, that was a good uh, good description there. Yeah. Uh, are you cool with like one more each, Chief? I, guys, I got nothing but time for you. I'll you talk go guys. first, Johnny. I, I got cool. one more good one for you. I'm just curious, you know, there's obviously a lot of moments to pick from the Patty Kane memory that sticks out the most in your mind when you think about it, like you remember where you were, what you were doing. Because, you know, we have a, a lot of those moments with certain players, but not like, you know, close to what I can imagine you have. Yeah, I mean, there, there's just so many. I remember, so the first cup, I was, I watched it with my dad and I got a brother who's 10 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like, you know, we had we had season tickets and, you almost like you, you because of what I had said at the beginning, like you, you almost couldn't believe they were in, even in the final. Mm-hmm. And it's like you just have this vision of the puck coming around. It goes Sopel to Brian Campbell, and Brian Campbell dumps it off to uh, Kane on the half wall. And when he got the puck, you're like, he gives a little shoulder shimmy. Mm-hmm. He was like, he wanted the puck on his stick in that moment to go win the game. And then he scores the goal, and nobody can really quite tell. And and I, you know, I went to uh, I went to every game in February because I wanted to see. I you know was worried that this was the end. I want to see him in person, and he was unbelievable in February. But he had a goal against Toronto to get a hat trick that they were reviewing. But he was already celebrating, and I'm like, you know what? This is just like 2010, and every other time, if Patrick Kane says it was in, it was in. I threw my head on the ice before <laughs> because it's like he. I just whatever he says is right. Mm-hmm. And so is that that moment in 10. I mean, there's just, there's been honestly, there's been like too many. But I, and I used to love that Vancouver rivalry. They played yeah. in the last three years in a row. Yeah. And it was I think it was game six in 2009. So before they had won 
and they were heavy underdogs in that series. That was like kind of their coming out party. And game six up in Vancouver, and he they win like six to four, and he has a hat trick and an assist. Like, and his hat trick was spectacular, like crazy back, like unbelievable. Yeah, I remember the back angle, the dangle, the one on one back angle. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was just like, so there's to answer your question, I've got like 12 of them. Yeah. And I won't go through each one of them, but that that's like he, he like provided all the joy of my entire twenties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, whether it was with my dad or friends or alone, it was, it was just watching him and, and he always came through. He was spectacular. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. My last question. I got a fun one for you. If you could write a not safe for work email right now to Stan <laughs> Bowman, what would the subject line read? I mean, I kind of just do it in the blog all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's, I need one I, line. I need one line. Subject line. Hey, fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> just and then forty thousand words as an email. But mm-hmm. like he, he's forty thousand words. <laughs> yeah. Fucking writing it, his it college essay over here. It goes on forever, and and he was hired, and just like the way he pushed out Joel, that was cute. Yeah. That was such bullshit, and uh, to bring in a guy because Joel was just like you. Stan failed upwards and he was a great kiss ass and Dale Talon never got along with, with John McDonough and McDonough wanted to be the guy in charge. So they they waited for an opportunity to fire Dale Talon so they could put the yes man in that was Stan Bowman. And then Stan Bowman was always butting heads, always butting heads with Joel. People don't know all of that, but I've gotten, doesn't matter. They, (laughs) other they hated each other so when he he pushed him out he's like i'm gonna get a guy who'll do whatever the fuck i say and that was jeremy carlton and he's just when you thought things couldn't get any worse they fucking cratered and that's like the thing with this organization just when you think it can't get worse it does and it and it's like we had a great run from nine until 16 16 was still a pretty good team 17 they won the west in the regular season but that was all that was all patrick kane panarin and goaltending that team was not a. That was a very flawed team, and um, it's yeah, it's it's been a rough. It, it's sad. It's sad that that you go you sign those two guys to to eight year deals and you can't win one playoff series. It's and now it's over just like that. When he yeah. wants to still, even though he's, they never gave him a center. They traded away anybody he ever like had chemistry with, whether it was Patrick Sharp, uh, Panarin, DeBrinket. They're just like he'll figure it out, and he always did. He always did, but I can't even imagine if they had gotten him a real center or kept Panarin, he'd probably have another 250 points. That's not yeah. even an exaggeration. Another yeah, 25, spot another on 25 points a year, like legit. So I want to wrap it up by asking you two different versions of a question. What would your message be to Ranger fans if they lose in round one? If you like say like similar to what Cody just said, like one thing, the Rangers lose round one. What are you saying to Ranger fans? I, I'd be very nervous if I were you guys if you lose round one. Oh yeah. Okay, so I don't know what to say to you guys because it's almost <laughs> like it's almost like now you're suddenly in that conversation with the teams that are like you have a really nice nucleus, but the pieces that you needed to be stars, which is Laugh and Kako, they're nice players, but they're not what you would normally want from a top three pick or mm-hmm. one overall. You're starting to get a little bit up there and your cap constraint a little bit. Like this, this is like you guys better win this year. Yeah. Like for real, like if you don't win this but year, I said, I said the same exact thing. Yeah. And it's appropriate to go all in because this is when you go all in. It's before you have to pay Condre. It's 
before you have to, you know, you're going to have to pay laugh something. I don't know how much he'll come in. Yeah. Heedle too. Heedle too. Keandre. Yeah, just yeah, yeah said, the first one. Yeah. Was oh, the first oh, okay. One. I've, I've been obsessed with Condre Miller yeah. since he was sixteen. Like I, mm-hmm. I saw him play it like at a rink over by my parents' house. I'm like, this is the guy. Go <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, get this guy. And at that time, he was like the North American Scouting Service had him ranked like I don't know, like two hundredth or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, nope, yeah. he's he's this is the guy. And um and. So, yeah, like you're going to have to start paying those guys and it just gets very difficult. That's where the Hawks, you know, they won one cup on Taves and Kane's rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Then they won two on their RFA deals. So they went from making the league, you know, 900K to making six. And then they bumped up to 10 and a half. They never won anything when they're at 10 and a half. It's mm-hmm. hard, hard to build a team. They could have done it if they didn't fuck up so many ways. Mm-hmm. But if you don't win this year, Ranger fans, I I won't be the guy to needle you. I promise. Cause you guys have been yeah. needling me a lot, but I'll yeah. take the high road. I'm taking the high road, but you guys might be cooked. You might just be like a good team that never wins. Just like you have always been. Yeah. 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 All right, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny, do you want to ask your second, second version? version? No. Yeah. I was going to say the second on the flip side, what's your message if they do win the Stanley cup. And before, and before you answer that, to Told add to so. that, do, do Told you so. think, do you think, if they get it all together in the next 18, 19 games to f- wrap up the season, they can win the cup. Yeah. I, I think they have everything. I think, I think the Rangers are deep. Um, they have all the offense they need. I think Igor, you know, if you look at the teams in the East, like who do you, who other than Vasilevsky, who do you trust more than him? Probably nobody. I think, I think he, like Igor is a difference maker. Special teams are going to matter. I think the power play will be awesome. I have a future on the Rangers to win the cup. I don't, yeah, guy. I don't really, guy right there. I don't, even though it would be like a nice little payout for me, mm-hmm. I don't even really want to cash it. Well, who's the first person you're texting if they win it? Oh, I'm shutting my phone off. I'm not, <laughs> not going to be like, I'm not going to be happy. Like, I, I like, I'm not going to text Tom Lay. I'm not going to. The, the problem is you, you wouldn't have to text anyone. Everybody's just going to yeah. fucking start texting you. Yeah, you, yeah. Could, you, could, you could shut your phone off and you turn it on and there's going to be 50 they, texts waiting for you. They win the cup. I might have to throw my phone in the lake. You know, <laughs> like that's for my own mental health. So, but yeah, I definitely think they can win the cup. They're, they have everything. And, uh, you know, they have the, the shutdown type of D. What's the deal with Lingren? Is he going to be okay? He, yeah, he's coming back Thursday. Back. Yeah. He said he's yeah. back Thursday. So they, have, Keandre. they got, they got, they got Miller, they got Fox. They got, I, I feel like Ranger fans kind of hate Truba, but hate him. Yeah, they, do. they hate him. They hate him because he's so inconsistent, but he's such a difference maker when he can set the tone. It's huge. But if, if he was making 4 million instead of what he's making. Of course, I, yeah. Yeah, of course. Then, but he's I, not, <laughs> but he's not, but in the playoffs, yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. Right. Yeah. There's no cap in the playoffs. You just, it, I will, I'll be, if I were a Ranger fan, I'd be mad about Truba this coming summer right now. I like him. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> he's like a playoff kind of guy. He throws his body around. He's mean. Um, he's a good skater. He can log minutes. Obviously, they have a ton up front. Maybe a little thin at center. Would you guys agree with that? A little bit. The of Rangers? Up- no, no, no. Heedle. They have Heedle. They have Ma. Oh, I don't love Heedle. They have um, Trocek and and, and I, don't, I, lo- I love Zubanejad, but they don't have like <laughs> they don't have. I like, just did that. Zubanejad. <laughs> okay let it let it go man let it go no, i was just i that was, that was Stop picking on him bro that's funny um so mika okay well, it's a mouth it's a mouthful i don't play yeah yeah but i i don't i don't like trocheck 
as a number really? two center. Yeah, I don't I like, like it, if you if you look at the teams that win, it's every they have a they have a Ryan O'Reilly, they have a Taves, they have a Kopitar, they have a Bergeron. I mean, Tro's got Tro's got forty nine points in sixty three games in twenty. But he's not like he's not like a Selkie kind of guy, which is kind of but a, but they, they don't they don't need that because every they team have that to win. <laughs> what do you mean you don't need a Selkie? So, guy? Of course we, you do. Yeah, I mean. Sure. You dug yourself in a hole here, Cody. No, well, I was going to say they don't, I, I didn't mean they don't need that. I meant they don't need that because we have fucking every winger and their mother on our team. We have Tarasenko, Panarin, Kreider. Yep. No, you do. And, and the Hawks, when they were winning, they 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 were not built in that traditional way outside of Taves. They never really had a great center. They had a good fourth line center with Kruger, but they didn't have like your, but Taves kind of, he kind of did everything, right? Like Martin, he was. Yeah. Tro's great on faceoff. Oh, he's so good on faceoff. Now, yeah, that was me. I had that coming. <laughs> yeah, Hanzu. So, and then they had Brad Richards, your boy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. For for one year in fifteen, and, but he was like a shell of himself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he was just, and he got to play with Kane. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know that that their depth up the middle is like the one thing I'd be a little bit nervous about. But other than that, they they're loaded. Rangers. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I I got nothing else. Cody, you got any final things? I want to let you, you know, plug whatever you know, whatever you want to before. Yeah. Go. No, I'm good. I mean, I think we got out of the show. Like you're you're fully on board the Rangers train, and uh, you know, we'll just. I believe in the Rangers. I just don't want them to. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll we'll fucking take it, man. Yeah. We'll take all the support we can get, and you know, all, all all of our friends listening, just shoot him a DM. He loves them. So. I'm actually uh, I'm hoping to be back in Chicago come come May Memorial Day weekend. Uh, one of my I'll best friends lives the, there. I'll come out with the boys, but I might yeah. if they lose, I'm just gonna have a shit eating grin on my face. Yeah, so we saw that. we saw a good game at that bar last time. What was it called again? I want you to say the name. What was racing it? Racing Plumbing. It's a, racing it's, plumbing. Uh, it's a Giants, you know, Rangers, New York sports bar, and then it's also uh, Notre Dame, but it's a good spot. Yeah, it was an awesome time. Nice they had the goal song going. It was it was great. But Chief, we want to thank you so much. And uh, you know, we'll hopefully have you back on when Patrick Kane wins the Stanley Cup and we'd love to get your reaction to that. Johnny says that to everyone. But, I think but for you, we will. I would like to come back on when he scores an OT winner and the uh-huh. you know, and I could just be like, see, I told you <laughs> I told you, you guys didn't want the Ranger fans who didn't want him. You owe me an apology. That's what I yeah, want. Yeah, if if he has his big moment, we we will actually. He, have it, you run it back? Guarantee he will have a big moment. That's that's a Ryan Brandel, Barstool Chief. Guarantee he will have a big moment. I love that. Guarantee. Thank you, Chief. Love it. Yep. Thanks, boys. We want to thank Chief for coming on and uh, ranting for a little bit about Chicago sports mm-hmm. and Patrick Kane and just where he is mentally. Hopefully, his guarantee does come to life and we can have him back on here to talk about a Patrick Kane overtime winner, but. Not much left for this week, Cody. Uh, yeah, great guy, great guy, great interview. Um, very, very fun, and you can you can tell by you know the vibe from him. I mean, obviously, all of us who have been hockey fans our entire lives have watched Patrick Kane play. We know he's a game changer, but you know you can you can see what he meant to that city uh, just by hearing Chief talk. And I think I think. You know, I think fans are going to love him. I just think he needs to figure it out and and get going. And as Chief said, man, guarantee and and have some big moments. And you know, bring bring that fucking cup back to New York City. Let's fucking go. Yeah, we actually just agreed that if Kane scores an overtime winner in the playoffs, we're getting his immediate reaction for a emergency podcast. So let's hope that happens. But I think that's going to do it for this episode. We got another one coming out probably on Monday with another pretty awesome guest. 
Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. And Cody, send it off. LFGR, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.